no one else but you, so stay by my side, like I stay on your mind. What time is it, Mink? It's Tripping Coffee time. Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. You too mannish. That's what my grandmother Big mama say you look mannish ass. You need to go sit down. I'm lying quick now. No, you, that's because you got something to do. And no, you're just trying to rush the process. No, you can't rush greatness. You know what? I'm not trying to be non-organic. I like the process. Y'all crazy. <laughs> it's the progress. He's trying to rush. What's up? What's up, Mr. B? What's up? Briggs, and how I'm, are you? So we got wait. Mr. B in the house with D. We got Briggs in the house. We thought we'd invite him to give his perspective on a topic that we're having today. Say what's up, Briggs. How is everybody out there doing? <laughs> it's mighty occasion it is, isn't it? Oh my God, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Hey, first, before we start again... We're going to address the elephant in the room because now it is almost at 60 million, that Cat Williams interview. Oh, yeah. It's almost at 60 million views. It is just, it is like avalanche and it is nonstop. And Ms., me and Mr. B have talked about this a little bit. Um, B, but let us know, what what's your thought on the whole Cat, what, Cat Williams interview? He's a trailblazer. Interview? He's a trailblazer. In what way, though? In what way? I mean, think about it. Nobody was really talking about comedians. We were talking about them. We were Mm -hmm. looking for their specials and all that. But no one was really dissecting the the comedic community until Cat Williams started saying what he was saying. I didn't even know Steve Harvey called up certain producers and uh, decided to take less money or lesser money more than... Or acts to, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's crazy to me because it's like when you look at a picture... To get somebody's job. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But when you... And it's crazy because when you look at a picture with Bernie Mac and Steve Harvey, there's many, but when you look at them, it's like, man, man, look at these dudes. Look at these black men. They they got each other back. Mm -hmm. Nah, they Mm -hmm. don't. They don't. Mm -hmm. It's just the industry. And then he spoke on other stuff other than that, like, you know... But wait, don't you think they started off with intention, with good intentions to have each other's back and then the industry somehow poisoned. I think they started off in an era a little late. Mm-hmm. Was, they was late to their era, early to another. Mm-hmm. And they had to balance the crossover. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why uh, I feel like Steve Harvey even has a morning show. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he's probably not an actor. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey said Denzel taught him a lesson. He was like, there's a difference between you and there's a difference between me. Mm-hmm. People turn their TV on and go see you. They in their room. They in their they in, they in house. Mm-hmm. In their living room. They mm-hmm. feel, hey, man, what's up? People got to get babysitters and go stand in a long line and then go stand in another long line to get some snacks and then got to go into a theater, and then next thing you know, I pop up 25 feet looking right. down at everybody. Right. That's what happens when they come and see me. This is what Denzel said to Steve Harvey. 
Right, but guess what the difference is in between that, though? The difference is, in my opinion, is that I will pay to go stand in that long line and go stand in that popcorn line and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, pay that money to go see Denzel in a movie. I will not pay. I wouldn't pay to go see Steve Harvey in a movie. That's not to say I don't like him because I love the Steve Harvey morning show. I love his talk show. Yeah. But, uh-huh. you know, it's just all of that is successful, realm. too. Because, you know, they're all su- paying his successful bills. He, he, he in their winning. own way. Right. Yeah, everybody's winning. Everybody mm-hmm. is winning. Right. The only people who are not winning are the ones who are either dead or they just they quit. They didn't they didn't find their way within it all. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell who's bitter about not finding their way. But do but uh, people think and I'm gonna ask both of you this. People think that because you know one thing one of my favorite things to do on social media because I don't post like I should but I read the comments that is one of my favorite things to do is read comments because I love to see what other people's opinions are mm-hmm. and uh, and there are a lot of people now the majority of comments that I read everyone is like oh you know yay for you cat you know this is the year of truth you know you are telling your truth and. Although we knew that there was something amiss there, we didn't know quite what Something's it was. Something's afoot. But yeah. But some people are like, Cat is just bitter. He's a he's bitter and he's a he hater. Better. He and... didn't get his flowers the way he was supposed to. So of course he doesn't. So you think he's bitter in a different way? He's bitter in a different way. He's intelligently bitter. He's bitter mm-hmm. and, and got a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like some people just bitter and they just like, oh, why? Wow, they don't even be doing it. They just be complaining. Mm-hmm. This N-word, this nigga, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, yep, go ahead, go right ahead. This Negro (laughs) is bitter and has a diabolical plan, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's going to execute it, and he's going to dare somebody to get in the way to do it. Yeah, He's not with the whole Hollywood, he's kind of fed up with Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he knows that his name is about as big as he needs it to be in order for him to eat. Yeah. He knows this. Like, what do you think, Mr. B? What do you think? Do you think, you know, like I said, the comments I read were saying that he was bitter. Do you feel like there was a bitter spirit there? Well, uh, it, I don't know if it's bitter mm-hmm. or if it's just like tired of sitting on the sidelines watching people take and 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 say stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a chance to say something. So he says it all out loud, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it sounds bitter. Did he say it out loud or did he wait until the room got quiet? No, he Hmm. said it out loud. I think he did both. Yeah. He said Mm -hmm. it out loud so everybody Mm -hmm. could hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What what a lot of people, because a lot of people. the, The room isn't really quiet. It's never quiet. Yeah. Well, when I, what I mean by that is, see, I can say something out loud on my Instagram. And be angry about it, mm-hmm. and I could probably get 300 people looking at it like, "Nigga, what's wrong with you?" Right. Or I could go on the Breakfast Club in the morning, say it out loud on there. Now everybody like, now everybody listening. Nigga, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we. Oh my God, I must. I have to feel something about it because mm-hmm. look what platform he's set on. Right. Yeah. I have to feel. Well, like you know. I mean, he asked to be there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Shannon didn't say, oh, yeah. He said, nah. He's like, you had all these other people on there. It's time for me to get up there, right? Because he was watching mm-hmm. and had a diabolical plan because he was bitter. Mm-hmm. But, but, but. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon says, hey, uh, he's he's out here 
study in these <laughs> episodes like mm-hmm. they're film mm-hmm. but yeah. guess what <clears throat> that's why he had so much to say it was he's had this i feel this is my opinion that cat williams had had this stuff pent up for a long time he hadn't said nothing for a few years he's not a big social media person he don't be on social media unless he has something to say not only did he study those episodes those club Shay Shay episodes as if they were a sports film but he studied the people that he talked about. So all those people he talked about, like Steve Harvey, Faison Love, Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, they actually said something about him mm. on Club Shay Shay on their interview. So now if you're new to Club Shay Shay, you wouldn't have known that. And you would have looked at that cat interview and been like, damn, cat, cat going in. But then you got the OG Club Shay Shay like myself, who has listened to A pretty most of them. Because yeah. uh, I listened to him. And I know that these people have also come on there and said things about cat now did they dive as deep as cat maybe Hell not no. but they said enough where cat was at home taking notes going mm-hmm, gonna correct that when i get on there mm-hmm. think i'll correct that when i get on mm-hmm. you, you don't you nobody even know about this one so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna let that, that one, one in there the too <laughs> you know so yeah. so some of that stuff that he was saying on there was just rebuttals it was literally rebuttals like no i'm gonna help you and i'm gonna go ahead and tell what really happened mm-hmm. you know um so, I, I don't I don't feel like Cat was bitter. I feel like he was tired. Let me just go ahead and tell the truth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, or or what he perceived as the truth anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know that we are huge Cat Williams fan, and you guys have went and saw him his stand up act. What did y'all think of his stand up? Because I love him. I've probably watched all of his specials. We all have. I was gonna pee on myself. <laughs> It was, I was like, yo, if this nigga keep going. It, it was good. If this nigga keep going, and he has double entendre jokes, so mm-hmm. it's like, he has a joke that he'll get off, mm-hmm. you'll laugh. Then he waits for the laugh to die out. Then he says something small that's still connected to the joke. Mm-hmm. And then it's that third one that gets you going. It's like, they're all connected yeah. in that way. And his, uh, the people he puts on his tour are good too. They were good. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. them. I like them. Yeah. Um, I the I went to see, and it's really funny that you say the people that he put on his tour are fun, are funny because you know he prided himself on bringing people mm-hmm. on uh, on tour with him, and he from what they've said, he takes care of them mm-hmm. on that tour. Um, I went to some comedic acts, and the acts before them were so much more funnier and polished than they were like when I went to the Tiffany Haddish um stand up she was not funny Mm-mm. and I was so excited to be there you know to see her you know um to I was just like had become such a hardcore Tiffany Haddish fan and when I got there all the people that were her openers were mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious i mean like side busting hilarious and polished and seasoned and then when she came on it was like were they from the area or were they on her tour um i feel like if i remember correct they were on her tour i i I think maybe there was one that may have been local but for Mm. the most they were on her tour Uh and they were, I mean, they were hilarious. And when I say hilarious, like I was crying tears and 
blessed at the same time because a lot of the comedians that was on her tour at the time that opened up for her, I had never heard of before. Mm -hmm. So it was like a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then she came out and it was like, where's the laughter? I mean, Mm -hmm. there was like a couple spots, three, maybe three or four spots. They were like pockets of laughter, Mm -hmm. you know? And then she does this bit within the middle of that act where she takes a break and she just doesn't say anything. She just like holds the mic. Mm -hmm. And then she looks out at the crowd and she said, what, don't y'all take a break on y'all damn job. Mm -hmm. I should take a break on my job. Right. In my mind at the time I was thinking you earn a break on your job. You work your (laughs) ass off. You ain't earned a break yet, sis. (laughs) We're getting breaks you know, after four hours. Yeah, we're yeah, getting a break and you... You only have to an hour. You know, you're you taking a break off the backs of your openers because, you know, that was not funny. Yeah. Then there were some other things that happened in that show that kind of um, slid me off of the the Tiffany Haddish train. Oh my gosh, I, I don't want to... I don't think I want to talk about that yet. I, I'm going to leave that for another episode because I do want to bring that I think this and is I, a great, great, great time to do it. And but you know, is, it but, might be, it might be a great time to do it. But I think that you should. Uh, <laughs> that's not what we were supposed to be talking you about. Game plan, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, when Batman be in there, he be, be, he be prepping. He like, oh shit, that's a green hill. The Joker was up in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I think that I want to, you know, dedicate an episode. To actually talking about what happened at that that mm-hmm. show, you know, so I, I don't want to. I'm not going to talk about it now, but just just know that there were some personal things that happened that slid me all. I mean, I was already like, oh my gosh, like we paid hell a lot of money to be in these mm-hmm. front row seats mm-hmm. to see her, and thank God she had opening acts because if not, we would have been like sorely. Disappoint, disappointed, right. you know. I was mad at Lauren Hill for the same. Oh thing. my so, gosh! Oh, I, I only wanted to go there. We went to see her front row seats. First of all, she was two hours, almost two hours late when she showed, and then when Lord, she Lord, Lauren, <laughs> Lord, how dare you? Yeah, thank God for Janelle Monae. Yeah. Thank God for she worked her, her ass she, off. Yes, she did. Got done with her set and then went back and then they brought her back out and she did a whole nother like hour and a half set to, you know, compensate for, for Lauren Hill not being there. It was just, it was the worst. Um, I don't know if I would go back and try and see her. She's probably backstage like, Lauren! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but the Cat Williams stand up, you guys. It was great, right? Y'all, y'all had a great, great time. It was great. No, no, no. And okay. his openers was just as, as good. Yes, like. yes indeed. Yeah. It was in Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think Lou Ellen I think was he had told too. somebody in the in yeah. the in the upstairs mm-hmm. to shut the fuck up. Cause <laughs> you laughing too loud, nigga. Like, let me get through the joke. Yeah, let me get through it. Let me get through it. I, I know I'm the shit. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo. Cat Williams. All right, so. Um, thank you. I just wanted to get Briggs' opinion on that because I know he's a huge Cat Williams fan and oh, yeah, I know he was ready to hear, you know, ready. all those. I like it when niggas hit their breaking point and start <laughs> acting crazy. Mm-hmm. That's when they start spilling and, the truth. And telling the truth about the industry because yeah. I know you've been in this industry with your music 
And I've heard you tell me some stories. And as your mom, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want him out right. there. I don't know what he yeah. I don't, I don't I know really... if I want me out there. <laughs> Real I'm... me back. <laughs> like, Shoot. Yeah, so I understand. So but what this topic is tonight, y'all, we're talking about commit. You know, as we're talking about, about Kat, there was a time, you know, his commitment, his quitting, or should you start? So, but we're we're broadening that to relationships and not just dating relationships or even friendships. Commit, quit, or don't start. Meaning, you know, why is it that in this day and age that people are so hard to commit? And then when they do commit, they're so easy to quit the relationship. Or some that just don't start. They won't even start in the beginning because they are afraid of commitment or they're afraid that they'll get in it. And they don't want to to stay in it and do what they need to do to keep it going and they quit. So I wanted to get both of your opinion, your opinion too, Mr. B, as we've been together for over 30 years, you know, how hard it was to, to commit. Is there ever was a time you really wanted to to quit? And and was there a time in your life where you was like, I ain't, I'm just not going to even start this because I can't do it again? What's up, y'all? It's me. I'm a Granjoy. Speaking of Granjoy, you should get the book on DiversClub.com, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. You should listen to the podcast, too. Truth and Coffee Time. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye-bye. See y'all later. So committing was, for me, was harder than it was for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you oh, were oh, just throw me out there. You yeah, well, well, think about it. You were <laughs> wanting, <laughs> you were wanting a relationship. I was wanting a time, like a mm-hmm. like, hey, let's have a, a good time. Let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's have, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and wasn't willing to. I I wasn't willing to fully commit, and then I was. You know, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I would say the com- commitment. Was something to think about mm-hmm. the overall how you got them broke down commit quit and don't start i don't or don't start i think we've went through times where i wouldn't say quit but what the fuck yeah you know, yeah 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 i mean yeah. to tell you i mean yeah to be yeah, yeah you have to be very like, transparent do mm-hmm. i really want what what am i doing here yeah and, and is is it about me? Is it about her? Is mm-hmm. it about Do us? I want to really work this hard? Do I really want to work mm-hmm. this hard? Because marriage isn't easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's work. And it's, and it, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to make it successful. Yeah. It's like a job. But I think that it's even before the marriage, that, that pre-gaming that we talk about. Right. You know, that pre-gaming is just as hard because now you are crossing over from just having a good time to commitment. And I think that that's the threshold where you need to make a decision. I can remember having a a conversation with my grandfather and him saying, you do know how you come in is how you have to end something. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you, if you're coming in full blazing, Mm -hmm. you got to keep that up. Right. Until the end. Right. So don't, he says, what you're doing for her right now, in order to keep that up, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. like, and what she's doing for you right now, to keep that up is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it Do doesn't work. You got that like, stamina. 
yeah, it doesn't work like that in a relationship. You have ups, you have downs, you have ups, you have downs. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the the commitment part is easy because you, you're, you're committed. Mm -hmm. If you're going to quit, then you probably weren't that committed in the beginning. Do you think that? What, what's your thoughts on that, B? Do you think that once you get into a relationship and you commit, and then all of a sudden you want to I quit? Think, I think that you have to be able to go through, am I going to quit or am I not going to quit at least once before you can say that you were committed mm -hmm. because commitment in the beginning, you just say, Oh, I like you. You like me. We're committed. No, that's not commitment. Mm -hmm. Commitment comes after a struggle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Commitment comes after times when it was hard. Then you're committed. Mm -hmm. You're not committed in the beginning. All right. I met her. I'm committed. Right. No. Commitment comes over a particular time frame. It comes after not even a quit. Hell, it could have been a quit. Mm -hmm. And then you had to go regroup and say, whew, all right, let's get back. Like, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. Let me. How many I, people you know got married, got divorced? I don't even know what that lady's name was. Mm -hmm. They got married, divorced, married, divorced, mm -hmm. married, divorced. Mm -hmm. Three times, I think it was. Yeah. But I do think that, that that's the threshold. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But at that very point where you're almost feeling like you're committing that's the time right there that you need to step back and say okay do i really want to do this or do i want to quit instead of stringing the person or that partner on and say okay we commit we commit we commit then then you know all of a sudden three months past that commitment uh, you know hey i thought i could do it but i can't well give me give me your perspective b give me your perspective oh god um, i don't know i think i'm almost scared i'm asking What's a different generation? But go ahead. You have different types of commitments. Do you tell. Have, you have different types of journeys of commitment. Mm -hmm. So you got a commitment where it's like, oh shit, I see something. I like her. Mm -hmm. I'm about to play this safe. Mm -hmm. That type of commitment. Then you got the Jesus Christ. I've been through this shit so many times. So and are you I all know, in or are you know, not? I know I shouldn't be cheating, so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna cheat, even mm -hmm. though I fucking want to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you got them type of people who are like deluded, mm -hmm. like they know they person might be cheating or ain't shit. They like, well, if I just play my role, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So you got people who committing to themselves, committing to the situation, and committing to the bullshit. Mm -hmm. So you gotta figure. But out. at one, but at what point do they are they committing to the relationship though? Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes okay. people can be in relationships and not know that they're in a relationship with themselves because they're narcissistic. So it's like, yeah, I have a person, mm -hmm. but I only had that person there so I can acknowledge myself. Mm -hmm. But when that person ain't there, I can't acknowledge myself because I don't got no one there to bounce my shit back off. And I know I sound crazy, but... No, you don't, actually. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to be committed to somebody, mm -hmm. make sure it fits your repertoire mm -hmm. of uh, lifestyle, I guess, or mm -hmm. repertoire of of, uh, of emotional tools. Mm -hmm. Because but commitment is, that's a, that's a big thing. It's a person. Why do you think people don't commit, though? Especially today, it just seems like... Because everybody, and even wait, but everybody listening to too much bullshit, and when I say bullshit, unfortunately, I mean, like, this hip-hop shit. Like, alright, hip-hop is good. The young music that's coming out that they are gearing towards the public is not, it's not, uh, 
it's not it's not mentally stable. It's not it's saying? not for relationships. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's for it's a good not, time. It's not even for a good time. It's like it's diabolically. You've enhanced. used that word like four times a night. It must be in your your brain's work. It's diabolical. <laughs> it's diabolical the agenda that they're pushing. And mm-hmm. I can see it because I it's not the same agenda that they pushed towards my generation when we was in high school. It was a different agenda. It was Okay, now you're tapping into it was something. A, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a trap agenda. Mm-hmm. So now it's not a, it's not about trapping no more. It's about mm-hmm. guns. Mm-hmm. With y'all generation, I'm pretty sure it wasn't about guns or trap, was mm-hmm. it? It was about mm-hmm. what? It was about relationships. It was, relationships, it was romantic. Partying, being rebellious, yeah. going out into the night, yeah. finding your love. But it was about it was about sticking with each other, relationship, united. It was that type of stuff. I think our music back in the day pushed us to the point where we are. That's why you see so many people our age that has been in committed relationships for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years because our environment um, embraced relationships. Our environment embraced commitments. Our environment really embraced it. Now, it was a toxic environment in some situations as well when it came to the male role versus the female role. And so you had to get past that. But I don't think that this environment, whether it be music, culture, or whatever it is, is conducive to long-term, long-standing, committed relationships. They feel like they can hop and jump out of relationships just like they can job hop. Mm. You know what I mean? So if they make a commitment, they don't take that commitment serious enough where as soon as times get hard and there's some work to be done, they call it quits. They call it quits. And it's like you have to be able to have the stamina and the stability to work harder on the relationship as you've worked on getting the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then when you pass the threshold of commitment, the work gets harder. It doesn't get easier. Just because now you're committed, you're in love, you say I love you, the roses are red, the violets are blue, but guess what? You got a commitment to do, boo. Mm-hmm. You have to. You don't hear that bar. You don't hear that. It just kind of slipped out. Got a commitment to do, boo. <laughs> Snoop Dogg wrote that job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to tell him I need a mechanical. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying though? So would you? Do you think that it's easier? Like I've heard you say so many times, B. Is it easier to just not start a relationship? Yeah, I find it easy because I mean it's not easy to be by yourself, but that's mm-hmm. a challenge for me. Like all right, if like that's one thing I noticed. Like all right, it's not easy for me to be by myself. So let me try being by myself. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even entertaining it. I'm not flirting with nobody. I'm not giving nobody the 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 idea that I might be invested. I have people who I talk to, but I don't. I'm not even. Is it okay not to commit and just have a relationship? It's absolutely freaking okay to do what you want. It's, mm-hmm. abs- it's absolute because I'll be damned if you pressure me into doing something mm-hmm. because you want it. We got to want it. But I think that I think pressure. Yeah, it's like, I, oh, you're too old. Da, 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 da. All right, then move on. Because I'm too, I'm too, I'm not a fixed individual. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. have responses like that. Yeah. I'm going to give you responses like that might fit, make you suggest that, oh, damn, he might be 
you know? Yeah. But but I believe that um, pressure today, nowadays pressure, is under false pretense. I really, really do because women and men alike, and especially women, because we're the ones that are on social media, mm-hmm. they pressure you to be in these relationships but they are always looking for the next best thing because they're on social media and they get this false pretense from social media that if, if Billy can't do it, Bob can, mm. you know, and if Bob don't do it right, I'm going to go to Dan. And if Dan don't do it right, it's okay because Leo was in my DMS. Leo slid in my DMS and Leo said he can do X, Y, Z for me. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it waters down the the relationship commitment platform because they feel like they can be this this shallow person without anyone knowing because if you don't do it for me that's okay I got five other brothers who just slid in my DM so it's almost like they threaten the person who they're with with the false pretense that someone else can do it better which causes our men to think, okay, well, maybe I do got to commit because if not, she's going to be with old boy who just slid in the DM. But now that commitment is under false pretense. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I think that right there within itself is on a sinking sand because there's no way that you can commit with the back of your head thinking, now I'm going to commit to you. But hell, if you don't get my nails done every two weeks like I'm used to, then I'm going to be with Tim because he done slid in my my DMs and promised me he going to get my nails done. Mm -hmm. And so I think commitment is under false pretense, which causes the relationship to quit easier because they feel like they don't have to work harder because there's someone else right there in the waitings to do something better for them. So now we're at the, the breaking point where Instead of people trying to commit and work hard at their relationship, they just don't start them at all. They just don't start them at all. That's a dangerous place because we were never meant to be alone. We were never meant to not have a helpmate. We were never meant to be uh, a species of loneliness. That was never the intention for us. But we have now allowed... um, material things and shallowness and worldly things to come between the very thing that we are supposed to have. And that is love, compassion, respect, unity, unity and commitment. I'm just protecting myself. That's it right there. But what, but what are you protecting yourself from? I'm protecting myself from crying on the floor and feeling like I'm split in pieces. Like who the hell? gets to decide Mm -hmm. for me to feel like that. Mm. And the only way I can Mm. feel like that is if I like you. Mm. I don't want, and that's the reason why I don't want to like you. People are so... Huh. Because you, if you like me you, and don't heart and, like and you, don't heart my post, I'm gonna fuck around. I wait, don't but, care about something. But like that. but that, but that's the thing but now. I'm gonna fuck around and like you, and you're gonna do some stupid shit in real life. Fuck mm-hmm. the internet. I ain't even looking at that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do something dumb in real life, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna be distraught about it. And the only reason why I'm gonna be distraught is because I liked you. 
Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I liked you is because I let myself like you. So I'd rather be in a relationship where I don't even like you. I just tolerate you. And you can love me. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can me, love me like and Shannon, I'll tolerate look, you. I'm like Shannon Sharp. Let me drink this right here. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Nah, but, that, but that's great. That sounds great. You love me. Worship the ground I walk on. I tolerate you. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Only one of us is Logan, and it ain't me. Mm-hmm. I ain't the Wolverine. So if you get hurt, you're going to heal. That's mm-hmm. cool. You was in love. You're going to love somebody Yeah, because Tim already said If I get hurt, her DM. Then, yeah, right. Tim mm-hmm. already in you. I'm all, there's already a backup plan for the backup plan. Who would have backed up because he the plan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I'm cool I'm, with that. My, my thing is, is when we talk about commitment and we talk about either quitting and we talk about long hauls and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Or just not starting. Or just not starting or whatever. We have to look at the roles are all messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, when we when we sit here and we talk about women and men, women are picking and choosing and <clears throat> you can do this for me, you can do that for me. You're here to be a helpmate, not to be just just out here, just taking. You pimping me out. Yeah, you, you taking mm-hmm. from all these other men, mm-hmm. but you were put here to be a helpmate, help that man, mm-hmm. and that, and in return, that's when you get your nails done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. when you're getting something from them mm-hmm. because you were helping. Because two big time takers just don't work. Yeah, if you're Your if you're is really out out here. In if you're male mm-hmm. and you're a, you're a taker and you're a female and you're a taker, you're just it, that that doesn't work, and if you're male and you're a giver and you're a female and you're a taker, that works. Mm-hmm. But it works for what? Yeah, it doesn't. It's not working mm-hmm. because you're helping her. Mm-hmm. She's not helping you. I think they got the fifty-fifty deal wrong. What do you mean? Like, I think <laughs> he's talking music again. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I think I think you got some people out there that are taking on this. Sh- traditional sense but it's not traditional in their mind mm-hmm. like yeah back in the day the man provides the woman would do this mm-hmm. so in they in they mind right. man go out deal. Yeah. man go out mm-hmm. and he do his 50 50 woman stay here she do her 50 50 mm-hmm. these women the 50 50 that the women did back in the day is not the 50 50 these women do their 50 50 their version of it is spending money in not spending, spending money. their money right, right, and right. not having responsibility. Right. If that's but, how it that's but, how it is in that's mind. that's what I'm that's what I'm getting. They don't want to do laundry, saying, take I'm care of the saying, kids. No, no, no. I'm they not want to do all that. I'm not saying Or cook. They can't not, cook. So they can't oh, I'm do sorry. it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, that has to be a skill in order for it to be a choice not to do it. <laughs> They can't do it, so I don't even know. Well, your girl, we'll skip that part. Your girl got to be good at door dashing, right? <laughs> she, she, I know how to microwave up something real good, and I can door dash that. Right, you a plate yeah. of food. What were you saying, Mister B? No, but what I'm saying is exactly what you're going at. It it depends on what the fifty fifty is. We used to have a rule when you guys were little, was. Whoever hits the door frame first is mm-hmm. cooking. Mm-hmm. If it was me mm-hmm. or if it was her. Mm-hmm. Or at least starting the, the yeah. dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we would, we would, I'd be on the phone. Where you at? Oh, I'm down here. 
oh, I'm on the moon. I think you're going to beat me back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know. Sitting on the moon, dog. <laughs> right. So, no, but it, whoever hit the door frame first, whoever was, because I would pick the kids up from daycare because she was coming from a different part of town. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm on post. I, the kids are on post. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the deal we I would have. always mm-hmm. pick them up. She would try to make it home so she could start cooking. But if she didn't, when I got home with the kids, the kids got downloaded and I was in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it was our deal. And there's never a 50-50 deal in a commitment. Mm -mm. There is never a 50-50. Whoever has said that relationships are 50-50, that is a lie. There's no 50-50. And every day the percentage changes. Every day. I can say that my grandparents were close the closest to that yeah that generation that generation mm-hmm. was closest to the 50/50 because the woman took care of the house the, the inside the, yeah mm-hmm. the inside the husband took care of the outside he mm-hmm. took care of this that and finally and it still wasn't in. 50/50 because the woman also took care of the in-house the schools mm-hmm. uh the the kids the homework the mm-hmm. you know what i mean so and it, it it depend it depends on what you guys set up. Mm-hmm. It could be 70 30. If you're 30, if you're happy with your 70 and you're happy with your 30, that could be the 50 50. But mm-hmm. you guys need to be able to run across each other. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't say, well, nah, the grass ain't never going to get done if he don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the, the car will never get gas in it. Or nobody's going to mop or right. clean the floors or, you know, just because somebody's not there, right? you know, that's mm-hmm. hers. That's what she does. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You starve because she cooked and you don't or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you have to figure out at what point is committing valuable for the relationship or quitting. No one is saying that quitting is a bad thing. If you know that your commitment is shallow and that your commitment is something that you cannot keep up or you're not able to work on the relationship and give it that 150% that you should, then maybe that is quitting for you. Or maybe don't start until you're ready, really ready to commit. Committing outside uh, in this in this space, in this environment, mm-hmm without the influence of social media mm-hmm. is important when in our day it was like commit without the outside distraction of family and friends but now it's like commit without the outside distraction of family friends social media influencer tiktok all this kind of stuff that people that these kids these these um um people who are on social media you know, your partners, they're looking at it and they take stock in what's happening on social media and they try to apply that into their relationship and it's just not realistic. It is just not realistic. So um, I think that it's a huge step to commit. I think it's a beautiful step. But if you're not ready to do the work, don't waste each other's time or just don't start. I agree. Thank you, guys. I appreciate both of you bees. The bees. Are bees. In the house. And that's just from the from the from the girl boy perspective. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. 
That's just from the, the male female perspective. What about, what about our, the household that have two girls and one boy? Yeah, two boys and one girl. Yeah, two or, daddies, two moms. You know, <laughs> it's, they have to they have to deal with you know a different set of outside interference. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at us. I mean, with being an interracial couple, not only did we have to deal with just the the fact that we were in a committed relationship. But all the other outside voices, the that the noise that felt like they had a say and mm-hmm. how we interacted in our relationship because of our difference in color. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of things that are added into it. So we just have to be, you got to be on your P's and Q's and you got to know that you know that you know. And you got to give it a good old college try. You really do. Any, any more? Any added? Anything else, Briggs? Stay in school. You know what? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hey, stay in school for real though. Um, not um, yeah. Um, listen to your intuition. Yeah. Don't let people tell you that, you're crazy. That some spidey senses. Yes. Right. Right. Don't let no one tell you you're crazy. It's happened to me so many times that I'm just I'm gonna take a devoted oath to myself to always listen. Um, never, or at least try, because once you get to listening to yourself, you get information you don't like. Mm-hmm. So the next piece is try not to overreact. Try to accept what you know, and then choose. This is the third piece. Choose upon whether it is beneficial to keep it to yourself, say it to a vent, or not say it at. Yeah. Uh, besides that, live free. That's that's, that's too good for millennials. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely for the young crowd. Uh, the seasoning of the chicken has thickened. <laughs> Just some. He be saying some random shit like Kevin Hart. Like, mm, so my my last and my parting words: turn on the light when you go in the kitchen. Yeah. There's glass on the floor. <laughs> Just a random ass. Thank you to the bees. Thank y'all. I love y'all for real, for real, for real. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Anything else, Mr. B? No. Try like Go toast. stream my new song, Big Picture. Yeah, we out of here. <laughs> we love y'all for real. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Commit, quit, or don't start. That relationship thing, y'all, is serious. It is serious. No matter what your lifestyle is that commitment thing that partnership that relationship is very serious y'all know where to find us at leave us a message on spotify for podcasters check out our website holler at your boy and your girl i'm d and that's mr b and briggs stepped in to grace (laughs) to brace us with his presence we love y'all for real thank y'all so much for allowing us to grace your listening ship over our cup of coffee as we tell the truth and drink. <laughs> Look, he done already messed me up my outro because I'm looking at him. Y'all, Briggs is over here doing all kind of dance moves while I'm trying to, you know what, y'all, we love y'all. Thank y'all for allowing us to come to you. Over coffee. 
thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me, take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't a thing.